When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Ladies and gents, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, and uh, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. She is a best-selling author of Get Inside Her. Uh, we don't have a voice of man today, so I will be playing that role. Yeah, um, you play it so well I'll every week I'll be talking anyway. very deeply. No, we have Andrew. We have Andrew, our uh, engineer over there, who's saying he's going to pipe in. Who knows? We'll see. He's got the mic. I want you to too. pipe in. You have I a lot of really in. interesting things to say. All right, well, I have a question. Do you read the intro off of that? Off no, of I just phone? look down so I don't get distracted Oh. Okay, because every time you like look down at your phone, I think that you have it written on there. No, okay, I'm. Well, I have. So you know it off by heart. No, I have Demona's uh, Twitter so that I can make sure I introduce her correctly. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. So our guest today is Demona Hoffman, who has been on our show before. She has been on our show before. She's an online dating expert. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a lot about um, online uh, pictures. Yes. Why you're not getting responses, um, how to not get stuck in the texting zone. Yeah, and personal branding. And personal branding. Which is really important. Branding. Offline and offline. Wait, online and offline? Did I just say both yeah. of them? Okay, good. Online and offline. But first, let's just like plug everything that we have. Because we usually save it till the end of the show. And, and I'm sure as confident as I want to be that, that we all, yeah, <laughs> or people are all listening to the end of the show, just in case we are on Twitter at Ask Women Podcast. You can write in questions to ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we'll answer your questions on air. And you can download new episodes of the Ask Women Podcast every Thursday, but it's better if you subscribe. Okay, now we can start the show. Yeah. yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter. And you can just send us money if you want. Randomly, it's funny because this money. is basically my podcast and I never promote myself. <laughs> yeah. It's just the typical, this is what I actually want to say for guys. Um, you should own what you do and not be a pushover, which is exactly what I do every week. Right. I I am a pushover. I I hear Marnie's ads on our podcast, like, go buy my product. And I'm just sitting, I just sit back and I'm like, well, don't follow me on Twitter and don't do anything for me. Follow me on Twitter. It's something that's important to me. I'm a comedian and that's how people, it's kind of like, a little bit of a tool. Yeah, you're getting it's like a bartering thumbs tool up if you from have, If you will, if you have followers, it, it makes a difference. Yeah, for so sure it does, especially for what you do. Right. Yeah. But so I never say so. But I can see men doing the same thing in their dating lives, where they're not owning or asking for things. And I, I do this. This is a problem for me. I don't ask for things. Well, actually, I'm going to I'm going to turn this towards uh, Andrew for a second before we get to Demona. Okay. Okay. So listening to what Kristen just said, what in your opinion is a way to ask for something from a woman? Like, let's say you want to date or you want to kiss, or you want to, whatever it is that you want. How would you ask for something without being an asshole or without letting all these limited, limiting beliefs get in the way? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, the, the sort of cliche answer that I always sort of tend towards is honesty and just like be honest about it. 
Um, even if it's embarrassing, even if it's. But how do you uh, be honest? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I mean, uh, I got lucky with my girlfriend that from the very beginning we sort of uh, over analyzed everything yeah. and over talked about everything. So there's just sort of a uh, a habit now of talking about everything um, and talking about it too much and overthinking and stuff like that. But what that sounds like a fun relationship. <laughs> yeah. But what that's done well, is it's, it's created it's created an atmosphere where it's okay to to ask questions to bring things up to say hey what was that what was that I mean so uh, to, to sort of just to start developing that from the beginning and I think. Um, you know, there's a fine line between um, sort of pop-ups and sort of like qualifying statements and, mm-hmm. and uh, like a, where that's good. So like uh, this might just be me or um, I was thinking about this, but what do you think? You know, and you can do too many of those things before, but I think just approaching it humbly and honestly and just being like – like if, if if I say something or ask for something um, and I'm honest and I'm true to who I am and I'm not an asshole, like and you're not going to accept that, then – I probably don't want to be in a relationship, friendship, whatever with you if you're not going to take me for who I am. And you know what I see will happen is that something like you'll have a moment like me where you're like, wait a second, follow me on Twitter. And you have like an outburst because you're not asking for what you want. And so like if a guy is constantly not asking for what he wants and all of a sudden he's going to have like an outburst and it's not going to be very charismatic or it's not going to be very endearing. Right. And you don't want to have those moments where all of a sudden you're like. I haven't asked you for anything I want and I want to kiss yeah, I'm gonna and now I'm going to be like, I want to kiss and I want this and I want that. And then you're going to seem very vengeful and um, like you're throwing up on somebody. Yeah. But Demoni, you probably see this a lot online, like men not being clear with what they want, either in their profiles, the way that they write to women. Same thing with texting, same thing with using social apps. Do, do you see this a lot or am I just speaking for you? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think in general, we react based on what we think we want or what society tells us we want instead of what we actually want. Yeah. A lot of people don't sit down and say, let me think about what what, what qualities would, would would be appropriate for me and a mate. But it's it's really important that you actually take that time. If you if you do want to be in a relationship and the majority of the people that I coach are relationship minded. So if you are Looking for that, having a focus is going to bring it to you a lot more quickly. And if you're in a relationship, I appreciate that you guys were oversharing, <laughs> but you do have to be able to communicate both verbally and non-verbally. So it's not always about saying out loud what you what you want and what you need, but sometimes it's about, you know, just going ahead and you want to kiss, go ahead go and the kiss. go for the kiss and see Instead what happens. Talking. I want oversharing in my relationship, but just when it comes to food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear more from Demona about like the way that people represent themselves online, the mistakes that they're making, some social applications that people can be using. Because you said most people that you work with are looking for relationships. I wouldn't say that, that everybody who listens to this podcast is, but today we'll speak to those people who are looking for relationships. So sometimes, you know, I do I do um, online profile reviews on my website, wingirlmethod.com. And there's a lot of guys who I think go overboard in stating what they want in order to because I think it appeals to women what they're saying. So so how does somebody be honest in their online profile and clearly state that they want a relationship without looking too needy or sappy or dependent? Isn't that just a given that if you're online, 
you're, you're in <laughs> in it because you're oh, looking Christ. for a relationship? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. No, and it's it what it's else become so common. I met my husband online 12 years ago. So back then it was way different. It was not cool yeah, at you all. You guys were like the pioneers. You're pioneers. <laughs> but I found that it was like this treasure trove of guys who actually were interested in a relationship and were respectful and not like the douchebags that I was meeting in bars. And I, I see now it's become so popular that you just get everybody. All the douchebags that were in the bars are now just on the apps. They're on Tinder. They're on Happen. And they're they're, they're looking they're for the same it. thing. But they're looking for the same thing they were looking for before. So I don't think online dating is, is really any different than meeting in the quote-unquote real world. It's just It just provides us another opportunity to make a connection. Right. But I think the to answer your question first, I would say before you even get to the written part of the profile, I think what most people are missing is that the picture, particularly your primary photo, the the very first one that someone will see, is the most important part of your profile. And so guys will spend so much time like, how do I say the right thing in the profile? How do I make her like how do I cut through and get the hot girl I see this hot girl online and she's getting all these messages. How do I make her want me? And if she doesn't like your primary photo forget it she's not even reading the rest of your profile so it doesn't even matter what you're saying so i would put more emphasis on to cho- on choosing the right photos and choosing photos that tell your story visually so tell me more about what that means like what is the right photo and what are some mistakes you may have seen guys making where they think they've chosen the right photo dudes listen <laughs> no girl cares to see a picture of just your car that is just oh. not cute that's not cute a car <laughs> is not like a euphemism for like I, I don't even Penis? know. Penis? I, yeah, I don't like, even know what you... <laughs> well, car... When when guys put up their car, it's like they're putting up their money. You know, they're putting up, like, how douchey they are. Right. They're... Well, it's, it's it says insecurity to yeah. me. When I see that, it says, I'm not secure enough in who I am, and I don't think that I bring enough to the table with my personality and what I have to offer in a relationship. So I'm going to put my car there because look, look at my badass car, oh my and that's going to attract more women to me and I think a lot of guys are very concerned I don't know Andrew you can jump in but I I see so many times that men especially Marnie you can also (laughs) add into this but um, guys feel like they need to have security to be attractive financial security to be attractive to a woman so many times they won't even put themselves out there and they'll be afraid to even be available to date because they think women are going to judge them if they don't make so women don't judge them based on that some of them do but the right women will will not. And if you want to be in a relationship with someone or you want to go out there and date, you don't have to have a lot of money to do it, but you have to be present and you have to show up. Yeah. She's not just going to, she's not just going to like knock on your door and then, oh, I found Miss Perfect and there she is. And right. It's a little bit of effort and work you have to, to, to go out and up. do it. Well, so let's get back to the pictures. Okay. So a lot of guys who are maybe putting their cars up there are crappy pictures of themselves where it's like from a million miles away. You can't really see their face. They're wearing a baseball cap. How, how do these guys go about getting good pictures if they don't already have them? Like, so they go to Sears? Like, what are the, they what should are they, they go to Sears <laughs> and they should get, I look at that are do, just too Put a picture posed. up of yourself going to Sears to right. get the photo. But that's funny. I saw, so there's a show, um, Love at First Swipe on TLC, yes, which I'm I've sure you've it. heard of. I've seen it, yes. And they were doing, um, for people who don't know the, what the show is, it's like girls, I don't know if they have guys on there, but girls. They haven't yet. It's, it's all girls. Girls who have 
just train wrecks of these online profiles and their pictures are a wreck and they're a wreck and they give them like this mini makeover and then they pick they do a photo shoot type of thing for better pictures for their online profile but the pictures they're doing that I'm seeing seem so posed yeah. and so fake and it makes me want to pull my hair out. And like the last one I saw, like the girl, they had her on a rooftop all made over with balloons. balloons. And I was just like, if you thought the girl looked crazy before, <laughs> she's crazier now. Like, why is this girl on a rooftop with balloons and who's taking these pictures of her? I mean, it just looked insane. Well, we have so to remember this is the magic of television. So they have to make things bigger for for TV. Right. So I hope people don't see that show and say, oh, that's exactly what I should do. Right. Right. There are a lot of companies out there that specialize in taking online dating photos. But my my challenge with a lot of them is that they they look like professionally taken photos. And then that sends very disingenuous. It's disingenuous. And it sends a message like you don't have any social life where you you didn't take any photos naturally and naturally in life. You don't have any friends that can take a picture of you. Right. So I really prefer to have a um, organic an organic natural picture. Um, Well, you need at least at least four or five pictures. Um, but not to you don't want to overdo it (laughs) and so if you're thinking like I need to have 20 pictures and so I need to go have this photo shoot it's it's just going to feel like you're trying too hard right but I I talk about having three C's in your profile photos so the first is color okay so many people will just put on like the, the blacks and the grays and minimize themselves and think, oh, this is this is more attractive. This is guys will think it's mysterious. Girls think it's slimming. And <laughs> it just gets you lost in the sea of other options. So having some color can actually make you pop out of a lineup when we're talking about traditional dating sites. It's a little bit different on Tinder because you're just seeing one at a, at a time. But on most sites, you're seeing. Uh, a so even if you're someone like me, like I wear kind of muted tones if I were someone who wouldn't wear like pops of color and it wasn't speaking to who I was, would it still be okay to put a picture of myself with like a bright yellow or something? You have to think of the profile as your marketing tool. You're marketing the best representation of yourself. Once you get to the date, you can wear whatever you want and you can be yourself. But I think sometimes like, three people months confused. Like, where's that yellow shirt? On? <laughs> right. I know. But, yeah. like, but you speak of brand and like yeah. bright colors wasn't my brand and it kind of misrepresented like my personality or something like I that. Don't, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to read too much into color and what that means. Andrew, I don't know if you would remember. Because he wears black every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, I have like 12 of these shirts and that's pretty much all I wear. But once you get to the date, the whole goal of online dating is to move offline and get to the yeah. date. So I think a lot of times people confuse the online dating marketing as as chemistry and chivalry and right. romance and all of that stuff comes later. And I was going to say too, there's probably other ways to add color that aren't just clothing. Right. Like that's it could right. be where the aren't pictures are. Aren't you smart? Yes. That's true. Yeah, you that's can. True. Okay. And that brings me to my second point, which is context. Telling your Cuntiness. story. That was not the same. That'd be in my brand. I, I was like, what, my what? Brand? <laughs> uh, So telling your story through your photos, showing what you like to do, showing what your life is about, because we are in such a Tinder Instagram world that we're just looking at things visually. What was the C? I'm sorry. I distracted myself with the con- context. Do you see, context. Kristen? Okay. <laughs> distracted with my cuntiness. Um, <laughs> the third one is character. So this is, this is the biggest thing that I think a lot of people miss because there are a 
afraid if they look weird or quirky or nerdy that that's going to make everybody run away. And the truth it is, the opposite. it's the opposite. You'll attract the people that are a better match for you and you will make certain people run away. And that was the thing with Love at First Swipe right. that bothered me too. It's like, if this is how this woman really is and there are 17 guys that really want to date that woman, great, go out with those 17 guys. Who gives a crap about the other 83? Right. Am I doing good math? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yes, but yes, yes, you are. If they ask 100 guys and how many would go out with her, it's better to, to be your yourself online now you don't want to be too weird some of those pictures were a little yeah, too much there's a happy medium there's a happy medium but you want to look like the best representation of yourself and if you are a little weird or quirky or nerdy don't be afraid to show that because the right person will see that and go oh that is the guy that's the guy that i want to meet yeah okay, interesting. Speak. yeah i'd I've rather read, i'd yeah. rather have one you know solid uh, p- solid potential than like 50 that are going to be one dates and then yeah, gonna, we're gonna right just it. want me because i look vanilla but it's what happens then... with a lot of guys like a lot okay, so a lot of the emails that i get or sorry the profiles that i review i also look at their first messages to women and mm. typically these guys will also write to me it's just but it's just like so generic and bland because guys are so afraid to put their real personality out there that it becomes polite and boring and something that i read and like literally my mind goes to other places because i find it so generic can i try can i try to uh guess what one of them might have said yes you could so it the the subject was hi Mm -hmm. or you're cute (laughs) or or um, how are you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then in the the um, the actual email, it's basically just like, "Hey, I thought you were pretty. Um, you live in Venice. Want to meet up sometime?" <laughs> it could be as, as generic as that, but some people actually try to add it a little bit more. But it's still for me. It reads like, "Hey, I love that you like rock climbing. I do too. Do you like?" Shoe shopping? If so, what shoe would you buy when you went shopping? It's just weird. Like it, it literally jumps all so over unnatural. the place. Yeah. It's like they're trying to cram in as much as possible. Where it's like, okay, I'm pointing something out about your profile that I like, but not really saying why. And then I'm going to ask you an open question that has nothing to do with what I've stated before, and nothing to do with my own personality, my likes, wants, or my desires. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's a, that's a huge pattern for a lot of people. Um, what what would you say is the best way to inject this character and this personality into their opening messages because for some people that's really difficult to do i think what happens a lot of times with guys is that they they go based on the initial physical attraction and then they don't really have a connection to something that is written in the profile. So they're grasping at something that they think a woman will respond to right. rather than something that they actually are moved to have a conversation about. So like I had this one client who I, I said, start out by by giving her a compliment or you know noting something that you see in her profile. Right. And he wrote he wrote to this woman you have a baby face. I mean, your face literally looks like a baby. Oh dear lord! <laughs> I swear to you, I wrote. I read. Did this I tell you I, I'm a sexual predator? <laughs> yes. I there was another one. He said, um, or a pedophile. Your teeth, your but teeth tell me are why that doesn't white. work. Okay, so why? why but those. The thing is that we're telling people <laughs> to to make observations, but why is that observation not first, appropriate? First of all, women would prefer to have you comment on something that they've written something 
in their brain something in what they do than on their body okay and especially not yeah telling them that their face looks like a baby <laughs> okay <laughs> it's weird or their teeth but what would be a better thing like to comment horse. on give, give me so an example so if she says that she loves um tennis you can ask her about who, who her favorite tennis player is or tell her about your favorite tennis player or a story of a funny thing that happened when you were there playing was tennis as a kid a really funny hbo documentary uh hbo like satire on tennis recently i don't know the name but like something like that right that would that would show that you're in tune to something about tennis but that she might not know about that could go oh he knows things yeah and using your personal connection your experience your reaction to what she has written as an entry point to a conversation not just a statement on what she's already written and regurgitating what's already in her profile she doesn't need that yeah the redundancy i think the problem is the redundancy like well, what do you think? Maybe she knows. Say, are, are, you, are, you, are you feeling confused by this? Or no, you... no. I was going to say, are you familiar with the concept of like A to C? They talk about an improv comedy a lot. Oh, please tell us. Where most, a lot of times when people make connections, they just go A to B. So it's very obvious. It's very, I like tennis. Oh, you like tennis. What's your favorite tennis player? Right. But an, like a to, an A to C connection would be. Um, you know, oh, have you read the autobiography of this specific tennis player? I saw him. He was on The Tonight Show or something like that. It's it's a step further than just the obvious connection. It's so what's the exercise to get to understanding how to jump from A to C as opposed to A to B? It um, sounds like you're jumping A I think, to A. I think it's, well, it's just going, it's going A to B in your head and then going B to C and One then saying further. the C. So in the email or then the, if you meet someone in person, same sort of thing. So rather than sort of uh, rather than uh, saying that first connection out loud, using that as a stepping stone to a third connection and then going with that third one. It's kind of like the associations that uh, Kristen was talking about the other week. So yeah. can we do a little game where we practice doing some associations so people can understand exactly can what to do? OK, so I'm going to give you something that would be in a profile so one of these girls says i know this is cheesy but i'm madly in love with my cat that's one thing that stuck out in a profile so what would you do to create an association and go from a to c demona oh gosh let's go to comedian first then kristen i'll give you a second oh dear lord i'm just gonna make this weird i'm madly in love with my cat so much so that i love my cat's breath and that's not crazy? Is that equivalent to like, the I literally that love like my A to D. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that it back a little a bit, to Kristen. D list. <laughs> but let's go. So let's go A to B and then A to C. I want to see like how your brain works and how you get well, associations. Well, I, I also have a cat would be A to B. Right? Mm-hmm. So I took it from A to B to C to mm-hmm. D, yeah. which is I also have a cat, A, B. Uh, my cat is close to me all the time. A, a to B to C. Right. I love the way my cat's breath smells. <laughs> A to B to C to D. That I think would be the. I mean, that's a weird thing, but it's true. I'm like obsessed. But that's what you would say, okay? With my cat's breath, and that might that might lead to an interesting conversation about but something no, that they're obsessed if with. You that have, seems odd or weird. If you have another, that would be a conversation with a girl because I guarantee she will go, "Oh my god, I love my cat's breath." <laughs> Or if you say it to another dog owner, they'll be like, oh, my God, I love the way my dog my dog smells, too. <laughs> I was going to tweet that yesterday. Like, I hate the way cologne smells, but I love the way my dog's breath smells. <laughs> and I swear to God. 
Like if someone comes near me with cologne, I'm like, oh I'm, god, I'm, I'm you have a dog. But bring, <laughs> bring okay, your smelly dog. You, as I'm in. Your association. you haven't yeah. smelled my dog's breath. <laughs> I my, assure you. My first thought was that okay, when I was growing up, we used to have a cat, so that's sort of the the general connection. I could share stories, but uh, the the interesting thing is our cat was named Herbie, and it was named after the Herbie the Lo- Herbie the Love Bug. I don't know why it was named, you know, by right. my parents or whatever. So I might ask, you know, like what's your cat's name, and is there a story why you named it that? You know, some like that so it's, it's a little bit more interesting it's a little more traditional right okay. no but that's a good approach and but if you it. yeah if you told her about herbie then, then she has something that she can connect to and respond to you and i think that's the thing a lot of people leave out they leave out their own personal story and their personal connection and sometimes there's this misunderstanding that if you have storytelling in your profile and if you write detail it means writing a lot mm-hmm. it doesn't it means being concise and being specific with your choices so that she'll go oh herbie yeah i know that movie and that's going to trigger or something in her own And memory. then you can say, well, wasn't it weird that, you know, uh, they did the remake with Lindsay Lohan and you might start, you know, I mean, I know more about film and TV than I do about cats and animals. Right. So, so there's you make a, the I association make, how you want to connect it. And then that might be a, an, an avenue for conversation or it might get shut down, but then it's it's, it's broadening yeah, the topic and you can, but still you relating up, it back to the cats. Yeah, you brought up Lindsay Lohan, then you can talk about train wrecks and yeah, car crashes like and, and stuff. DUIs. And Kristen and, went to yeah. D again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Okay, no, I think this is a really good game that we're playing because it does show, like, how, even in real life, like, how you can make connections to different points of conversation. And a really good exercise for the people that are listening to this show is to start doing that in your everyday conversations with people so that potentially you can take your conversations to new levels. And then once you practice more, you can utilize that new skill online and it won't be so difficult yeah. for you. It's, it's just, so again, it's that redund- oh, redundancy is creepy. Like, I've had people write to me on Facebook and just say, like, you're funny. Yeah. Okay. Like, thanks. thanks. Tell me something There's, I don't know. Exactly. It's so redundant. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everybody tells it me. It makes the other person have nothing to say. There's nothing to respond to. So you have to give them something to respond to. Mm-hmm. The other thing to remember. Open endedness. W- yes. And with, um, Traditional dating sites, you have a subject line as well, and that is so important, and a lot of guys miss that. You know what the problem with the subject line is? So much pressure. I almost feel like if they just took away the subject line, it would just make life easier for everyone. I kind of agree with everyone. that because it is, it is a challenge to write a good subject. Even for me, I have to do that for my newsletters every single yeah, day. Yeah, and oh it's like, God. oh, here we go. What would be the most appealing to 70,000 people? Like, yeah. it's a- well, sometimes you just need to stand out in the inbox. So a yeah. very attractive woman may get 50 to 100 messages a day. That's and why it'd be great if there was just no, and it's just like, here's an email, lady. And like, she just had to open them all. Yeah. Like, it would yeah. just be easier on everybody. Well, and if you... But if you use it strategically, you use it to your advantage, you can actually have that subject line boost you course, up to yeah. the top. For so sure. you could just do something that stands out because it's weird or different. It makes it like juggling cats. And then it's like, oh, I actually don't have anything to say about juggling cats. I just thought it was really fun. It would make you laugh. And I thought it was really funny. Yeah, there's, a, there's a YouTube personality that I like. His name's Casey Neistat. And he makes really great quality substantive videos. But he's, you know, unashamed in the fact that every single title and thumbnail is clickbait. He goes, you know, I just try to think the most clickiest thing. And yeah. then it but then but also try to, so it's not like clickbait and no substance right it's you know it's something catchy but then there's also substance behind it so. right and that's that it is a skill set that you can learn how to do i'm learning it in my you know copywriting classes that i'm taking you learn how to appeal to more people by having some by having like 
click, what do you call it? Clickbait? Clickbait. Yeah, yeah, clickbait sentences. Things that tug at their heartstrings and that catch their attention but look a little bit different. You want to attack their primal brain so that it's not just the ordinary, hey, you're funny. Yeah. I want to talk, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more um, about social applications because we had a podcast recently where, you know, I went over the top 10 or 15 social apps of 2015. But I'd like to hear from your point of view if there are people out there who, Want, who, whose goal is being in a relationship or maybe even not in a relationship, where would you suggest they go? Well, the, what do you finding, like the best right now? Finding the right site or app is as personal as finding the right match for you. So it really depends on how much time you have, what city you're in, um, the way that you like to search. So I, I'm careful not to, I don't, I don't want to tell people like, this is the app to use. There are some apps that are really interesting. Um, happen has gotten very very mm-hmm. popular lately and it's interesting because the way that works it's based on um how you who you pass in your daily life so did you guys talk about this on yeah the, who you yeah. happen to come across. i actually just re- recommended it to a friend yesterday um who's they, recently single they just got a new round of funding so they're going to be expanding all over the world and it's it's really going to be happening girl cool but um i like that but it, it can you can invite stalkers into your life if you are turning it on when you are at work or you know always right. at home and people see uh, the crazy girl they sees can find you, you. Yeah, sees yeah. you always in that area. She's like, yeah. oh, he lives in this building. I'm yeah. just going to stand out front. Uh, so you have crapping. to be careful with that one. But um, but there's so many, like Coffee Meets Bagel. I'm having a lot of What's clients that, one? that um, have luck Is with that. Is that for Jews? It has nothing to do with coffee or bagels. It's not for <laughs> it Jews. It just sounds like Jewish to me. It does sound. It's everything sort of for Jews, though. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but that way that one works, it, it gets you out of the overwhelm that a lot of a lot of apps and sites put people in so you only get one match a day and you have 24 hours I like to respond that. to whether you want to talk to them uh-huh. or not of course with a lot of these apps you can pay for additional features like being able to get more than one and go back but they're in your inbox but it is for, for jews day. so they're not going to pay for it so it got weird yeah it did. <laughs> like we're two jews here we're gonna kill you <laughs> by slapping hundreds jump you on your the face. podcast please mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm half black and half jewish so that's awesome so i can't so jump. jelly she can double us so i can definitely you. jump <laughs> yeah no, i'm kidding um i grew up in michigan no i can't um so yeah th- so it's it's great because um there it has a it has a, a good base of people and you don't get overwhelmed with it and you can pay for additional features that you want i i think uh, that's the trend and with a lot of these dating apps is that they're free but you only pay for what you need when before it was like 30 40 50 bucks just to be a member on the right. site and even be able more to send messages of them. even more yeah. so um so that's why i think apps are really going to just be taken over and a lot of the traditional sites are going to have to scramble to yeah. get, catch up yeah you know? eHarmony is like, what do we do? Well, it takes you four days to fill out the application. (laughs) You're seeing that traditional sites are going more concierge. So they're adding like matchmaker services and being a little bit more like, oh, we're we're high end. I mean, you can slum it with those those Tinder people. You pay $2.99 and find like a shitty match or (laughs) Or, you have a shitty match from our site. (laughs) (laughs) And you can spend two hours filling out your personality profile. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm very excited about what's going to happen with apps and and I I like that also there's so many with with niche like there there is actually a new Jewish dating app from uh called J J Swipe 
Not Jay Swipe. There's it's a whole called, bunch of them. There's, a, there's ones for everything. There's ones for farmers. There's ones for yeah. first farmers. There's yes. ones for white people, black people, Asian you, people, every, all over the place. You said earlier that finding the right app is like finding the right partner. Like, would, right. You, would you recommend people trying out multiple apps? Yes. Maybe not Why five not? at the same time, but, but just to see which fits. Try out as many as you can manage. Five is probably too many because then you're going to miss messages. And especially like the problem with Tinder is that you get so many messages, you get so many people, matches and messages in your clutter now. It gets clutter yeah. and you get lost. So that's now why they have the swipe up feature where you can say, oh, but you, I, you get one person a day that you oh, can really? say. Say thumbs up, like pay attention to God, me. You know so much more stuff. So, <laughs> well, this is my world. I know. <laughs> but... Um, I, I, I think that so the person gets notified that you swiped up to them, which means they know they that you, you liked like them. this is they chose you as their one. I'm really okay. into you. I'm really into you. Interesting. Please, please. Well, a friend me. of mine who's recently single, she was in a lo- very long term relationship. She wrote to me yesterday and she's she's date. She's very interested in dating and finding another relationship, which I'm surprised about that. She's not giving it more time to kind of be single for a little while. Um, but How was, old is she? Uh, 32 that's why um, she lives in but she's never been like one who's interested in getting married quickly anything like that but she lives in New York City um, but she wrote to me yesterday and she's like I have a date coming up I met him on um, Bumble Mm-hmm. And um, she liked liked the fact that the lady was in control on that because she was like overwhelmed mm-hmm. with Tinder, so she got rid of Tinder. Um, and so she's going out with him this week, and she was happy because he called her and they actually talked on the phone, and she felt comfortable with him. So they set up a date, um, and then I'm not really going anywhere interesting with this, but like she was overwhelmed with Tinder, and she liked the idea that she had more control with the Bumble thing. I'm actually glad that you mentioned that. They talked on the phone and she felt comfortable because this is yeah. a step that I'm seeing a lot of people skip. And I think it's really important in being able to tell if it's worth that hour that right. you're going to spend with them on the date. Because over text, you can't really tell what someone's personality is. You can't suss out if they're being truthful in their profile. And I think just a 15-minute phone call can save you a lot of time on the back end. Yeah. And but it, it can also keep- hurt you, I will say. So, like, I, I, I'm not opposed, actually. If there's if you're using a social, app, uh, social application, I consider those instant things. Like, they're, like, online dating is, like, a longer play. Apps are for, in my mind, instant meetings, instant connections, and then instantly deciding whether or not this is a person for you. It's not like a longer play where you talk on apps for weeks oh, well, and build a say, connection. Yeah. But so my point is like for a lot of people, a phone call can actually kill the interaction. And meeting in person sometimes is better for – but it, it depends on who you are. If you're a great phone conversationalist, I would say go phone. But if you're not and you know it's going to freak you out and overwhelm you, I would say don't do it and just go straight to date. a skill that you need to develop in dating because you have to be able to communicate. And so if you get freaked out by the phone, I think that's something that is worth – Sure, for working sure. on. But I, I see that a lot of people are skipping so fast to the date from the app that that's why we're seeing so many cases of ghosting of people saying we were texting and I told him to meet me here right. and now I'm sitting here by myself. And um, New York. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> And so many people are coming to me saying, I don't know what's going on with online dating, but 
my dates aren't actually showing up. And that never happened to me in my years of online dating. I never had a date not show up. And a lot of times I ask, well, did you talk before the date? And they say, no, we just texted. And it's when you're in the texting phase, you don't have any connection to that yeah, person. Yeah, there's no humanizing. Like less respect, There's no humanizing, yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, oh, oh well, they're just a... They're just a, a fake person. We put just a, a text. And put a time limit on the phone call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. establishing that, I mean, some of the... Literally a timer goes off. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean... <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Some <laughs> of the anxiety, I think, and the difficulty is that is the open-endedness. And what if we run out of things to talk to? What You know, there's not there's not oh, the yeah. distraction of being at a restaurant or a bar. That's why you eat an apple. Checkout. Like George Costanza, you eat an apple. <laughs> you sound like you're busy. You got stuff going on. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just apple. a check-in call. Just a check-out, check-in. 10, 15, 20 minutes at the most. You don't want to be on the phone all night. But that's also the same advice I give for people on first dates. I think a lot of times there's so much anxiety that goes in the first date because they're thinking it might be a three-hour dinner endeavor. All you need is an hour when you're moving from an app to to meeting in person, just an hour to see if you want to spend more time with that person and if you guys click. Yeah. That's okay, it. good place to end this segment for the show. When we come back, we're going to dive right into overanalyze this. Thank you for your thoughts on online dating. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. And we're back. We do that, guys, because we really don't take a break. Like we, we literally anywhere. just say, and we're taking a break, and then we don't take a break. And then Andrew puts advertisements in the yes. middle of the show. So here we are again. That's how the magic works. All yep. right, so let's dive into overanalyze this. If you want to write in questions, write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Hi, everyone. Just started listening to the podcast, and I love the subject matter being discussed each week. So I'm a 25-year-old grad student working towards my master's in social work. I believe myself to be all right with women, but want to know more, which is why I tune into the show. I'm black and find myself more attracted to women of different races like Hispanic, white, and Asian, etc. The two closest women I've been with were white and Asian, which was cool, but ultimately didn't work in part and differences to race and culture. White girl parents weren't okay that I wasn't Jewish and Asian girl parents not okay because I'm black. These were even like white girl non-Jewish people. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, we just really like Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first... Anything but a black guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> At first I took it personally, but I realized I could do nothing about that. I wanted to know what your take on guys attempting to approach and pursue um, women of different race and or culture. I'm beginning to become discouraged about it, but I see enough interracial couples to know that it can work. Thank you and continue the great work on the show. It's an awesome thing you are doing to help people like this. Mike B. Ooh, this is very interesting. Yes. Well, this this hits home for Demona and for myself because, as you said, you're half Jewish and half black. Um, and I, my husband is half black. So it's like we are having because you're, you're basically so together maybe. you guys yeah, kind but no, but of your equal one white, right? race my husband's white <laughs> yeah. and also half jewish but and not half black okay but i'm saying you're white. an interracial couple and i'm an interracial couple and so. i'm from an interracial couple guys yeah. i think also. andrew and i feel a little discluded Sorry. over here yep. as regular Whitey's. white people Sorry. you're your, all white, your words right? not mine <laughs> you're all white right <laughs> I am, yes. Well, let me ask Chris. Power over here. Would you ever date? Weird. Would you honestly ever date an Asian guy? In your mind, would you ever date an Asian guy? Probably not. Why? Because I don't feel sexually attracted to them. There's never been an Asian yeah, guy you've see, been sexually attracted to ever in your life? The only Asian guy that I felt like, holy balls, that guy's a hottie is, um, well, there's two. 
Um, is he from Cinderella by any chance? No, there's an Asian in Cinderella. Yes, in the uh, the Whitney Houston version. Go on. What oh, story? You um, went way back. For yeah. that one. <laughs> um, is um, Lisa Lisa Ling, who's uh, like a journalist. Yeah. Her husband. Yeah. He's sexy pants. Um, I saw him in real life. He and, is. And then um, this guy who is in a movie called uh, Man with the Iron Fists. I got to like interview him, and he's uh, like a looks like samurai guy. Okay, so um, what was it? So it's because they're dreamy. That was what made it. Okay. They were both very masculine. I think. I think um, the cliche of the Asian race for living, growing up as a white girl in the middle of a small town suburban America where there are only white people, is that Asians are like small, skinny guys who are good at math, and so that was never like sexually appealing. Um, but these, you know, the two guys that I was I'm speaking of, they were very. M- muscular and i'm not into just like muscle men at all but like they were very strong and like i'm just gonna sound so racist but like samurai-ish where they seem like (laughs) don't worry you already sound racist (laughs) i am so racist um no they just seemed very masculine and they didn't seem like guys that were just like scientists or something right um would you ever date a black guy um or have you have I? No. Do you right, know right, right, right. Um, <laughs> I barely dated any white guys. Right. She's dated a guy with a bongo. That's all we know. No, I know. I wanted to date the right. guy with a bongo. Um, depending on the scenario, if I was very attracted to him, again, I don't find I'm, I don't find myself attracted to black guys. It's nothing personal. It's just growing up again. I'm from a really small town. That's not who I was surrounded by. I found myself attracted to like. I actually love Jewish guys. I love tall, lanky. I know a lot of Jewish guys are short, but I love tall, lanky Jewish guys with like this just gets, thick beards. Getting worse. It is. It's <laughs> like I'm digging. I'm digging us. holes. As no, I, it's being honest. Well, it's, I but think, it is being honest. But I, I think naturally you're attracted to what you're attracted to, and it has nothing to do with um, choosing to be small-minded. It's just that's what I've been attracted to, mm-hmm. um, and it's also I, I find myself very attracted to things that are familiar to me so not that growing up I was surrounded by Jewish people I wasn't there was like one Jewish family in my town Seinfeld all the time right that was your I love comedians and comedy and I think that's where my attraction to Jewish people comes in um so if I met like a super funny black dude who we totally hit it off emotionally probably but it wouldn't be what I was looking for. Like yes. my eyes wouldn't be going. It would for take that. a little bit more for you to notice it. Yeah, but I find like your husband. I find him very attractive. Really? Yeah, because he kind of <laughs> looks like right. now right. he's going right. in different. Right. No, I do. I find in yeah. a different way. <laughs> you know, but he doesn't. You know, he's got like an interesting look. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's the honest, honest answer. No, that's a good honest, you honest appreciate answer. The honest. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. going to say I struggle uh, with this question and. Uh, and probably for some of the same. Because um, Andrew's like, I don't know if I would date a man. Right. <laughs> no, but <laughs> um, well, just because like I'm I'm attracted to people, not necessarily uh, groups of types of people. But right. I think what you're talking about and what this guy talking about is just trends that he's seen in his uh, attraction and in his dating history right. and stuff. So it's not necessarily that you prefer this. It's just that's what it's been. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of socialization and other stuff that's gone into this. Um, but but the part that strikes me is, is how um, – how sort of the people in these other groups are are viewing his relationship mm-hmm. and the struggle with that. And I think um, 
you know, I remember there there was girls that I was attracted to that, um, you know, had had different family lives and different. And I never liked like a disapproval type thing, but that played in to whether or not I wanted to be with this person if I wanted to date them. And I think there is a fine balance between. Um, you know, like I'm the type of guy, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm the type of guy on the first date. I'm thinking about, you know, weddings and stuff like that. But that can also Aww. get that can also get you in trouble <laughs> if you're thinking too far advanced, if you're mm-hmm. thinking um, because ultimately if this is the right person that you're going to be with and their family hates you, like which is is it worth it to be with that person? Right. And so that's something to consider. But also in the very beginning of a relationship, like try not to put too much pressure on the future because this might only last for three dates. Yeah, no, right. I completely agree with you. And that that is a, sadly a challenge that you may come up against against when you do start having uh, interracial dating or interfinancial um, dating. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that can come into play when when you're, when people's families get involved and things become uh, more serious. And sadly, it's beyond your control. It depends on how strong that woman is that you're dating. So I'm sorry that you've had those experiences in the past. But, you know, just just looking at the question and the real question is should I continue to pursue and approach these people and my advice and I'm sure you know based on what everybody else has said is absolutely approach who you're attracted to don't close yourself off from certain groups because you've had bad experiences in the past but maybe try to approach people and look for the value of openness independence and strength in the other person that you are approaching I, can I add yeah, to that as well? It's interesting that you asked this question because actually I'm hosting and the host expert of a new TV show mm-hmm. on FYI Network that will premiere in December. Awesome. Um, and the topic of that show, I'm actually helping black women who, who feel like they want to meet black men, but they've all turned their backs on them right. and are going and dating women of other races. So it's very oh, wow. interesting, interesting that 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 question came through. And the thing that I try to help those women with, and hopefully this will be helpful for um, your your inquirer. Mike, might be. M- Mike, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I try and get down to the core of who that person is. And as Kristen was saying, she's attracted to people who have a similar similar upbringing, similar lives, things in common with you. So if you're focusing more on that rather than the package that it comes in, you're giving yourself a better chance at relationship success. And what Mike is is doing is is reacting to what other people are saying and other outside factors rather than focusing on how to make that relationship work. And I've seen relationships of people uh, that were of the same background that fell apart because of the of the family getting too involved and their partnership not being strong enough to withstand that. So my advice to Mike would be to to not focus so much on what package the the perfect woman is coming in right. and just focus on what qualities that he wants in a partner and what makes him happy in a relationship and don't worry about what the other people are saying even if it's their parents if she's happy with you you can fight that battle later when you're walking. Do down you think the aisle. that he should now like proceed with caution? So if he starts dating no. a girl and she's saying, "Oh, you know, well, I am Jewish. My parents would like hate if I dated a black guy." Like, is that something for him to pay attention to? That's something for him to not internalize, okay? Because that will affect his behavior when he's in their house and he's like, "Oh my god, they probably hate me. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do the right thing." Like. Let that go because that that will keep you from connecting with them. And, and you might show up and they love you and they don't have a, a thing about, 
you being a black guy. That might not even cross their mind, but if you're right. putting that out there, you're putting a barrier between you and that relationship. Are there for the, for the record? Yeah. I have I have. Um, part She's of like, my I family. have a black friend. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> friends, yeah. plural. Uh, for the record, um, part of my family, um, we do have. I do have a couple cousins who are half black. Like a couple of my cousins have um, married black men, and so family reunions, we do have like like black dudes there. Yeah. So, holla, holla. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I represent. Ready? Yeah. Um, well, but but um, what I was going to say is that I bet there are message boards or online communities where he can go and read other people who are either going through these experiences or have gone through and are in interracial uh, couples that he can seek out their um, advice or post his own experiences to get some support and advice because this is a huge issue that's been going on for you know years and years and years and years and years now um so i would i would go online and look for these like message boards that or reddit reddit has to have some sort of like subreddit for people for interracial dating well i have one more question for demona that's a really good point sorry i should have said that um but are there questions that that mike could ask if he if he does start dating a girl and she does have these little things pop up that say like my parents were against this or you know I was dating a black guy before my parents like are there questions that could number one help calm him down um, but get a better insight into how strong the girl is that's in front of him I, I'm, I'm just saying, like I don't want Mike to continue going down these paths where he's fully invested in somebody and let's say he goes and he's like ah, I don't care what anybody thinks and then for him, he's like, oh, it's the fourth time in a row this has happened that I've invested a year of my life into somebody who ultimately can't have what I want because they're not strong enough to stand up against their family. So is is there a – and there may not be an answer for this, but is there a way for him to voice that strength or to inquire further to see – to save himself some time and some pain? I think I being, that to everybody too, but. there's a – there's a lot to say for being curious and just expressing interest in someone else's culture, someone else's family life and saying, hey, I really want to experience Christmas with your family or, you know, see see what it's like because I, I haven't, I've never celebrated Hanukkah. I want to know the stories, like I'll come with you so that I can learn more and experience your culture and share what I know with you. And that it's it's a bringing together of the cultures instead of, having a wall between them right. of like this is different and this is not going to be accepted so diving completely and having curiosity okay yeah i was going to say like th- the truth is like this this is a very real issue and it really sucks and it's painful and it's difficult and it's hard but if it's not this issue it's, it's another else. issue right i agree with you um and that's part of a relationship is is sort of figuring out what are the issues that are worth continuing and what are the issues that saying, you know, this is just not going to work out. I'm going to move on. Right. This is not for me. And the common denominator, he's been in relationships with people of different backgrounds and this keeps happening. So it's not about one 
cultural difference. It says to me it's more about the foundation that he's laying in the relationship in the early phases and not necessarily maybe he's not saying what his intentions are early enough in the relationship and then he would know three months into it like oh no I could never take you home for Christmas. It's like oh okay if that is the case three months in then I'm not going to invest the next year and a half of my life if that's not going to change. Just right up front just be like is your family racist? Yeah. (laughs) Because I need to know now, right off the okay, bat. Okay, all right. See you later. Okay, perfect. Hi, Marnie Christen, uh, guest and voice of man. Sorry if this is long. First off, I would like to state for the record that I already know that I'm very bad at picking up signals. Can you overanalyze this? Oh, I like how I phrased it. <laughs> yes, we can. Some time ago, I skipped out on seeing a scary movie with three female coworkers because I volunteered the same day to build bookshelves for school children. Seriously. <laughs> I was surprised to wow. find out that even with proof that one of them was mad that I bailed, probably because I did so via group text at the last minute. And I'm so mad you're going to build bookshelves for little poor children. Yes, you asshole. And that the number I had used for her was wrong. For a week or two after, she was upset with me and still is to this day. What Since a, then, what an a-hole. every morning she sees me, she says, hi, Stephen, <laughs> without <laughs> fail. Sometimes happily or with feigned indifference. On occasion, she also interrupts my conversations with other co-workers to make jokes at my expense or jokingly accuse me of things. I always fire back. On top of that, I think she is now mad that I can bake and chose not to make her anything for her birthday. She says she won't talk to me until I do, except she still does. I try not to take it seriously. What am I missing? P.S. It's probably not a good idea to bake her anything, right? I don't want to make it like I like I caved in. Love the show. Stephen. Well, first of all, I think she was one of the school children that he was building a bookshelf for. Right. Uh, incredibly immature. Right. Uh, but it also sounds like he's doing what he asked us to do, which yeah. is overanalyzing it. Yes, exactly. Completely overanalyzing it. And then being a big baby. Why would you bite back at this person and be just as equally immature? Eh, well, I mean. I don't know. I feel for him. Did, yeah, I mean. Really? But what's the point of that? Because like, I'm that. I, I, I have that tendency. Yeah, but you do? You're yeah. working in an environment and she's making fun of you in front of your coworkers. You don't want to look like this pushover. You don't. And she's doing it all the time in front of. I think the people a, that he's working well, with. Well, actually, I want to hear what Demona has to say because I think there's a better way to handle it as opposed to biting back in front of her coworkers as well. With an take her aside little, and yes. say, "What's your problem?" I'm curious what what his intention is. Like, it almost sounds like he, he likes her. Does. Yeah, it sounds like a little flirting, like tension. And if she didn't care, she wouldn't. If she didn't like him and didn't care, she wouldn't even say hi, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> she would. She would just turn the other way. So I do think they need to just figure out what is really just going have on sex and, and just, move on. Just have sex and move on. Yeah. I'm with you, Christine. Well, I, th- I think she likes him, and she f- feels a little bit. Upset I think that she she's likes him, but what does he want? What does he want? He what does he want to happen? That's, a good that's question. how you can. That well, he's writing into your... us, so he obviously wants to have something happen, or he's just trying to understand why this girl is so upset over not going to a movie, and because he wants to like give himself to children. I could understand. If if this girl was upset if they personally had a date plan together, the two of them, but because it was this group thing and she could still go to the movies with her other friends, I don't know why she's so upset. She kind of sounds like batshit crazy to me personally. And I would, if I were him, I wouldn't like her and I would move on and like let this chick kind of go to the wayside and just say, mm-hmm. I'm not baking you anything. This is weird. Why <laughs> am I so concerned about baking anyways? Right. Um, Maybe that's your problem. (laughs) The whole thing is strange, but um, put a cake on your online dating profile, and that will get the yeah, not the car, the cake. (laughs) Yes, you baking cake. I want to hear an Andrews. I think 
I don't know. This reminds me a lot of myself in some ways. Really? Um, I'm shocked by that. Well, and I think, I don't know. We're, we're getting this from his perspective. Right. And we're not getting it from her perspective. And I wonder, and I don't mean to, to, to second guess him at all, but it's just like, I wonder if she really is upset or if he's just sort of projecting that onto her uh, because he feels like he missed out on an opportunity to potentially have a, uh, go on a date, have a relationship yeah. with this girl. Um Maybe she was so ball busting him. I don't know because I'm, 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 I'm very. I mean, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I've, I've struggled a lot with sort of like uh, self-esteem, for lack of a better word, um, uh, and confidence and stuff like that. And I'm very quick to sort of internalize any time, any sort of hint of rejection, even if I'm the one who caused it by canceling or because I had something else legitimate that I had to do. And I just feel like he's, he might be getting in his head a little bit too much. And it's easier said than done to say, stop thinking about it, get over it. But, yeah. Um, do you think know. he needs to clear the air with this girl? I, yeah. I, I, I think he needs, I think he needs to, 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 to like, Make out with someone else, you know, like find find a new object Andrew, of attraction. That's just going to complicate things. I don't think then she's going to be extra mad. But and then he won't care. He's making out with some weird. other girl. But if he want, if he likes, if her, he likes this girl, I think he, I think he should aside. just pull her aside and yeah. say, like, listen, yeah. what's the deal? And yeah. then it'll either it'll either uh, fix the problem and they'll start dating, or it'll fix the problem and they'll hate each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like that. But then you'll have certainty. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So mm-hmm. that is what you should do, Stephen. You should make things certain and clear. Ask for clarification. Just, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, just be direct. Ask for what you want and state what you want instead of trying to cover it up in some Don't be an fluffy asshole, way. Yeah, there's just no be need like, to be an asshole. You know, I noticed ever since I didn't go to the movies, things have been really weird. Are you upset with me or am I making this something that it's not? Right. And she'll be like, you're totally making this. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But maybe I didn't not. even know you weren't at the movies. Maybe not. Okay. I am an attractive young male. I saw this girl at my gym that is a trainer, and I approached her, made her laugh, and we proceeded to do some bantering. But I also did notice some signs of nervousness. I saw her the next day in my uh, at my gym, and she saw me doing my ab workout at the mats. She looked my way, saw that I was there, and smiled <laughs> while looking in a different direction. Oh, my God. Now... I notice it seems she will look my way from a distance, but doesn't make eye contact with me or give me any signs that she wants me to talk to her. Did I creep her out or uh, does she have a strong attraction to me where I make her nervous? I noticed on your podcast recently you have talked about misreading signs. Could you help me, Antonio, Texas? Mm, Can you reread the beginning, just the beginning? Yeah. I was going to say the middle. But, oh, and, okay. And the middle. I'm an attractive young male. I saw this girl at my gym that is a trainer, and I approached her, made her laugh, and we proceeded to do some bantering, but I also did notice some signs of nervousness. Okay? Just that part right there. Let's comment on that. In that first interaction. <laughs> Sounds like he is overanalyzing this yeah. already because she doesn't know him. Like, she might have been nervous, or he may have approached her at her job, and she's busy and doing other things. So we right. can't we can't read into what she's thinking. You can only you can only be where you are in the moment. Right. Well, when someone's approached, I think having si- quote signs of nervousness is normal when mm-hmm. you're not expecting to have a conversation with someone. Yeah, but if you're flirting and bantering, they're actually having a good time with each other. I, I would I would take that as a good sign. Yes, but when she's you're also at work. A woman. She's a trainer, right? Yeah, she's a trainer there. She's working. 
maybe I don't know. Maybe he was interrupting her. Maybe, <laughs> she but she seemed to participate from his point of view in whatever she's they were to get doing. Clients, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. But I would say I would say like let's just take nervousness as a good sign because nervousness okay. when you're talking to somebody that you're approaching because you're attracted to them and potentially they are too. If if they're nervous and you've had some sort of flirting going on, I think that's a good sign. That that means that she's nervous around you you're making her nervous I, I don't say that's a bad sign um, I saw her the next day at my gym and she saw me doing my ab workout on the mats she looked my way saw that I, I was there the and workout. smiled while looking in a different direction now I notice it seems like she will look my way from a distance but doesn't make eye contact with me or give me any signs that she wants me to talk to her so now you've had this interaction with this woman where you're flirting and talking and she's a little bit nervous and then you see her again and then and you she's don't acting talk to like her. she doesn't know who you are well like you've just, never met right but it's saying she is at her place of work like Demona was saying and she's smiling and she looks over at you I don't see that as a bad thing but You're no eye not- contact no, but that but doesn't make you would icon. think no she's you working she's a working woman if she was <laughs> not in that way to me if she was interested you would think she would look over and be like hey we talked yesterday like here's a little wave no because he's the guy <laughs> so he right. should take he should take action if he wants something if he wants some action he yeah. should take action well and oftentimes the things we want to do are the hardest to do absolutely of course but i thought i had missed something when you read it because he was like i don't know if i did anything to make her w- weird or but he's turn not her doing off, anything either he's not right. he it's hasn't just done odd anything to make neither... her weird he just hasn't done anything at all yeah it's just yeah. odd that neither One of them it's like you see someone in the hallway that you had a conversation with yesterday and then you walk both of them walk by like, each uh-huh. other and neither say yeah, or make weird. eye contact. It's strange. And it sucks that it is typically a guy's responsibility. And if you want something more from that interaction, it's on your shoulders. But that's, that's what I would say is going on here, exactly like Demona said. Um, if you do want something more, go and approach her. And if then she acts nervous and then tries to get out of the conversation and not make eye contact with you, then she's not interested. But I think right now it's just like a weird little yeah. space that you're in where you're not taking action. On it's, it's similar to the previous question right. where I understand it's hard and it's difficult and there are, there are his nerves at play. And, you know, we don't know his history and if there's been a history of lots of rejection and stuff like that. But it's just one of those things where you need to get clarification and you need to, you know, say something. And, and either you'll find out, yes, she she's interested or no, she's not. And you're yeah. at a place where you have a perfect opening. You're in the gym. She's a trainer. You can ask her a question about the gym equipment or, you know, what exercises she recommends to get your, your abs. Yeah, there's your always, some, there, uh, there's always something to observe. Workout. Exactly like we were saying before, go from A to C. But there's always a way to start a conversation by going with the A and then jumping to C and then seeing where else you can take the conversation to. And if there's something there, you can continue to escalate it and then ask for what you want. And if you crash and burn, there's more gyms in the city. Probably. Exactly. Just you're go fine. to another just, gym. Just, yeah. Even though you're locked in for a year, you're screwed. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Andrew for speaking Yay. on our show you you, right. g- you gave some abs- absolutely wonderful wonderful advice. it's too I, too bad it was this took this long I know well we'll keep you around for Uh-oh. another episode I think because we <laughs> need another voice of man and then Demona just start plugging whatever you have going on you have a television show on FYI that comes out in December you have your radio shows I've, on hiatus you have your website Demona Hoffman Demona Hoffman dot com D-A-M-O-N-A Hoffman with two F's dot com yes. and I have lots of fun free stuff for folks like uh, we were talking a little bit about texting and how that people get stuck in what I call the texting trap where you're just texting back and forth and you never move forward to a date or to a relationship or to anything that you want so I did a training on that that's free on my website called the texting trap and 
I want to get people out and into the world and off of their phones. I love it. Okay, perfect. And for everybody who's listening, uh, thanks for sending us questions. Please send more. I promise you we'll get to all of them. Right into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of, of our podcast come out every Thursday. Please go and subscribe so that you don't have to waste your time downloading. Um, but you guys are awesome. You are supporting us. You're why we do this show. So please keep listening. Please tell friends. Please I don't know. Just tell your mother to listen to it or something. I don't know. Anybody wants to listen. But we will see you guys next week. So Kristen and I um, wanted to do something special for you guys. We've been getting a lot of requests. Well, it's more special for ourselves. Right, exactly. But you guys were also in mind. Yeah. Well, always. You're always on our minds. and so Well, sometimes. <laughs> some, some guys, maybe two people, <laughs> wrote in and said, what goes on behind the scenes of the Ask Women podcast? What do you guys do before the show? What do you do after the show? What do you do during the show? They wanted to see what sleeping. actually happens. Well, on your half, yes. Mm. It depends on who's on the show. But half the time, that is very true. And so we decided, let's get a camera crew in here and show people what actually goes on behind the scenes at the Ask Women podcast. So we have done it. We've edited it. It's kind of awesome. And we also gave you a video um, of a full podcast so you can actually see us instead of just hearing us. And the, the truth is, is that, yes, this is, a, this is a great behind the scenes. It's wonderful because it is jam-packed with information for you. But it's also a great way to support the show uh, and keep us on the air because it's a motive for Kristen to make some a- extra yeah, cash. Because I'm thinking about driving yeah. for Uber. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. So she's getting needs, dire. Kristen needs some money and we need some support for the show. So I would love for you to go get a copy of the Ask Women Behind the Scenes video which gives you like 20 minutes I think of, of us behind the scenes before the show yeah it's show, basically and- like us kind of arriving like what the studio looks like here at yeah. Sideshow Network yeah so it's basically us getting here uh, setting up uh talking about what yeah. you know how we um uh what we discussed before the show and like grabbing coffees etc yeah super it's exciting so, stuff. it's like it's like I have no it's, idea. it's basically really boring but if you're wondering like what we look like yes. sitting at microphones and talking yes and then it's we have the that. wonderful sex with Emily uh she was on the episode that we decided to do this for so she's super cute and she talks all about sex and pleasuring a woman and uh it's awesome you can see hand gestures which might be helpful for guys hand jobs as well yes hand gestures of things to do that would be really helpful anyway if you want to support the show if you want to check out this behind the scenes footage of the ask women podcast go to winggirlmethod.com and slash behind the scenes winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes and get your copy of the behind the scenes video. Plus I'm going to throw in a free copy of my best selling book. Get oh, cool. inside her. Ooh, I know maybe cool. a couple of other books. How much is too. this going to be? This is going to be $149. Well, we are going to be very awesome and wonderful, and we're going to sell this for $7.99. So please support the show. Please get the behind the scenes. You get a free copy of my book, Get Inside Her. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash behind the scenes. Please, guys, I'm desperate. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>